0: Welcome to the I Believe podcast and a Cure Insight production brought to you by Castle Biosciences. I'm your host, Danae Peterson, a fellow ocular melanoma survivor. Here on the podcast, we'll be sharing information and insights on treatments, research, and living with ocular melanoma. Hey, everybody, Danae here. I just wanted to take a few minutes today to talk to you guys a little bit about honestly, just taking care of our mental health as patients when we are first diagnosed or just throughout this journey. Because the reality is that when we are diagnosed, um, we're kind of given this long-term, this long-term thing to live with, right? Like, it never really goes away. I don't know that anyone who's diagnosed with any kind of cancer ever feels completely safe again. And so emotionally, mentally, like we've talked a little bit about this in the invisible burdens of ocular melanoma. So if you go and head back to, I believe it's episode 21 or 22, um, you're gonna be able to find the invisible burdens episode where we just shared some of the kind of things that we carry as patients. But as a result of carrying those things, you know, all of these different, um, invisible weights that we carry as patients. I just want to talk to you guys about some things that have helped me in kind of just mentally, mentally and emotionally taking better care of myself and just some of the the patterns and things that I've noticed can be helpful when, you know, I'm, when I'm kind of in the middle of something a little bit more difficult, like waiting for my scans or, um, When I have a doctor's appointment coming up, or when I just got bad news, or you know, difficult news, news I wasn't expecting, you know, whether it be the first diagnosis or something changes you know, about the health of my eye or, you know, for anyone who's had something happen with their scans, where things change, you know, with the way that your scans are presenting when those kinds of things happen, it's so important that as an individuals that we recognize we have to set boundaries. So I'm going to go through a graphic that I shared back in December, and it actually is not mine. So I'm going to credit this to a wonderful counselor on Instagram. Her name is, uh, the cancer counselor, And she has counselingbykate.com as her website. And she is a counselor specifically for cancer patients. Um, I would love to have her on the podcast, but uh, we have not been able to work out the scheduling of that quite yet. So just know that uh, if you would like to follow her on Instagram, that's her Instagram, the Cancer Counselor. And she shares some cancer boundaries of like things you can say and just kind of some scripts of ideas. that can just be helpful, you know, verbiage to use. So I shared the graphic of this and I'll link this post. I'll link this post in the show notes, but I just want to make sure to share some of these with you guys. And then I'm going to talk about a couple of things that have been helpful for me, um, just that were, you know, helpful ideas from my therapist that I see personally plug for therapy. If you are struggling mentally and emotionally, just know that it's completely understandable, normal. You're carrying a lot. You know, like we said, those invisible burdens, they add up and anybody would struggle with that. You know, if you are anything like me and you have a superhero syndrome where you tend to think that you can do everything all the time, Uh, here's, Here's your permission slip to say no and to say yes to yourself. So say no to others and say yes to yourself. So these are just some sentences you might find helpful. That won't work for me right now. What would be helpful is, so you could say this maybe to a doctor or set of nurses, this could be something you could say to family members who maybe they're offering to help and you're just finding that the way that they're offering to help is not quite what you need it to be. And so if you can get clear on maybe what isn't helpful, then you could offer some ideas of just possibilities of what could be helpful, right? So during treatment weeks, it's not going to work for me right now to, you know, have you at my house all the time. But what might be helpful is for you to help, you know, by taking my laundry, I'm just throwing ideas out here taking my laundry with me or with you to go and fold it at your house and then bring it back that could be an idea like something that doesn't work for me like you've offered to do this I don't really feel like that will help but instead what you could do and this would be helpful to me is and then you share this is a really good one and I feel like we all just need this in our everyday lives like this is not just applicable to a Long term diagnosis, or you're dealing with lots of scans, lots of, lots of doctor's appointments, just a lot of things that are kind of just tricky to carry for a long time. And they get, you know, maybe easier to bear with time, or you get better at bearing them. But just saying, I don't have the capacity for whatever it is right now, and I'll let you know if that changes. I think just understanding and coming to know our limits as people is so important. And that's something that I think is fluid. It changes with what we have going on. So if you have three months between scans, the two months after scans, you might feel a little bit more capable, but the month leading up to your scans, I know I feel a lot more anxious. I have a lot, a lot less kind of brain capacity. I have more brain fog and I just, my brain is like already in the motion of just a feeling like, oh, I need to prepare for scans, right? So recognizing what you have the capacity for and being okay to say, okay, I don't have a capacity for this right now. Like I don't have the emotional energy for this. I don't have the mental or physical energy for this. So therefore I'm going to give myself, I'm going to give myself permission to say no right now. Maybe that could change in the future, but right now it's a no, that can be just a powerful thing. And very, I think just, just taking back our control of the things that we can control. Right. And so that means the level of involvement that we have in the lives, you know, that are around us, uh, because the reality of it is, is that when we have a cancer diagnosis, we're allowed to be selfish and that sounds maybe, you know, weird. And that might um, that might kind of clash with some of the ways that we, you know, feel about what we've been, you know, what we've been raised to think maybe, but really we're allowed to change our thinking. We're allowed to change our mind. Just know that, that if you are in a place where you need to say no, or you need to be a little bit more selfish because of a season that you're in, that's okay. So, this is a really good one. I really want to focus on blank. Thanks for understanding. So, just letting someone know specifically what your focus is. Like, I know for me, I have had to step back from an online business that I was running before because I really wanted to focus on bringing more awareness to ocular melanoma. But more importantly, I wanted to focus on being pr- more present with my family. And I was finding that this online business that I was running was taking away from that. I really want to focus on being more present with my family. That's important to me for the reasons that are my own. And thank you for understanding. Being a people pleaser is in my nature. And so to say no to things because I want to focus on something different, I, I battle with this like loyalty piece. So just recognizing, I think, when those kind of tendencies, those maybe past parts of ourself, Come up, I think can be really, really helpful. Okay, so this next one that Kate shares is can we change the subject? I'm feeling overwhelmed. So I feel like I get this sometimes when family or just a complete stranger or maybe a new friend is just asking a little bit about, you know, hey, you know, I heard it, I heard about your eye, or you know, you mentioned that you're blind on one side. Why is that? Can you tell me about like your diagnosis? And they just want to know everything or they want to talk about everything. Sometimes that can get, I think for for me, maybe for you, it can get to a point where feel like you're reliving your diagnosis and that's not really a fun place to be right it wasn't a fun day I don't really particularly want to relive it all the time. And so sometimes if it does feel like it's too much voicing that and just for me to say, you know, I don't really want to talk about cancer today and just being okay to, you know, essentially say no to dwelling on something is really valid. That's totally a powerful, powerful statement and a powerful thing you can do for yourself. If you're feeling like extremely triggered by the conversations that other people are wanting to have with you this could be about, you know, what's your plan for treatment. This could be about, um, how are your scams going? You know, have you gotten the results yet? Just things like that. Recognizing that if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're allowed to change the subject and you're allowed to ask the people around you to change the subject for you. Because when you're going through something, you get to be, again, the most important person in that room. That is, I think, just a challenging, it's a challenging thing for our brains to grasp, especially if you're someone like maybe like me, who is a a giver and they want to help other people feel good too. recognizing when I am feeling overwhelmed and when I'm overstimulated or triggered, those are important for me to recognize and to then voice and just kind of take that power back and just say, you know what, I'm going to own that. I'm really not, I'm really not feeling good in this place right now. So I'd like to change the subject. So I like that one. This is a really good one. So sometimes when we talk to people and we're telling them about what's going on with whatever it is, right? Our doctor's appointment, something changed. Maybe somebody didn't do something well. You're feeling frustrated about X, Y, and Z, right? And you're telling someone and they're just offering you suggestions and how do you fix it and advice. So instead of maybe shutting down or just not voicing your opinion, Kate suggests trying, I'm so grateful for your suggestions and your advice, but right now I really just need to vent. So would that be okay? So I think this is just a communication piece, right? So just communicating what you need out of a conversation. If you actually want advice, then, you know, ask, say, I really want advice. And this, I think can be applicable as well. Like if you're in Facebook groups where you're getting support from various different Facebook groups or on a Facebook post or, you know, anything, anything where you're online in an online forum, you have something happen, right? If you have something happen to you, some kind of experience that you have, and then you go to share that be clear and put it at the beginning of your post or the end of your post, probably both sandwiching is good, but, um, put it at the beginning or the end of your post and just say right now, I want to vent. I need people to validate my experience. I want to, you know, I want to be heard. I want to under, I want to feel understood. I don't need suggestions and advice. Like get clear on what you want out of an interaction, whether it's a conversation in person or something online. Because I see so often in some of these Facebook groups, people will be starting to you know offer their advice or offer their experience. And the person in their post, somewhere in the middle of it, really is just saying, I just need to be validated. I just need to be told I'm normal for having these frustrated feelings. And you have also felt something like this too. I don't need you to fix the problem because nobody can fix the problem for me. I just need to feel validated. So if that is what you want, then you know, take a moment as you're having that conversation and clarify that to the person or the audience that you are sharing with. Because if you can get clear on what you want out of a conversation, you can then receive, hopefully, better, um, better response and something that would actually be helpful. Okay, this one's just a really simple one. I can do blank. But not this. So I can do blank, but not blank. You know, you can seriously, you can insert this however you want. I can go out, you know, with my sister, and we can go and shop at night. But I can't drive at night. So if you can drive, then we can go together and we can take this shopping excursion. I don't like driving in the rain, so like that's that's a boundary that I've set for myself. I just say, you know, we can go out, we can go do something, but I don't really want to drive in the rain if I don't have to. So. Do you want to drive or would you drive? There's so many different ways you could take that phrase, but just, I can do this, but I can't do this right now. And just leaving it at that. You don't even have to explain. You can just say, this is what I can do. And this is what I'm not okay with doing right now. I feel like that's, that's something that I'm learning personally is just the, the ability to just say something and not actually need to explain it like all the time. I can do that or, you know, I can do whatever it is that somebody's asking you to do, but I only have until blank time. Now, this is something that I personally am learning heavily because I say yes to a lot of things that feel important to me, but sometimes when I say yes to too many of those things, they take away from the things that are more important to me, like my family. Getting clear on time limits and just having that hard cut off for yourself. I feel like this is just so important in preserving your energy as a person. And to just say, I am going to respect myself enough. And I'm going to re- ask that you on the receiving end, respect me enough to say, I only have time for this. So please be respectful of my time. And I think that that can be really helpful in interactions with maybe other patients. If you're having like patient meetings or just with friends or family, if you only have a certain amount of time, it's okay to stick to that amount of time and to say, I love you. I want to spend time with you. And I only have until this time because maybe you need to go to sleep because you know that you need sleep to feel good on some medication that you're taking. I feel like it's just so important to to recognize our limits and our, like our limits physically and mentally. And they're related, right? Like when we don't feel good physically, we don't feel good mentally. That weighs on us emotionally. <laughs> so they're all connected. It's great. Last couple ones here. I need a bit of time coming up for blankety blank. And I promise I'll let you know as soon as I'm ready for whatever else. So this is, this is really going to probably be a little bit more specific of something, but maybe a friend had asked you, um, to, I don't know, go to lunch or to get together and you don't really have time because you have lots of doctor's appointments and maybe you're just not ready to go out with a friend yet because maybe you just had eye surgery or you just had your shots for like your Avastin shots for your eye, or maybe your prosthetic is just not your friend today. Like whatever it is, if you need time for yourself, even if that's all that you say in that sentence, and then that means that you need to put off doing something with someone else, then that's okay and you can let them know. I'll let you know as soon as I'm ready to do that. Last one here from Kate, and then I'm gonna talk about one more thing, and then we will let you guys go for the day. Okay, thank you for your suggestions. I'll keep that in mind. Right now I'm focused on my treatment plan and working with my medical team. So this I feel like is probably something that would be extremely helpful with just people kind of offering their unsolicited opinions because as human beings, I think that we tend to do this. We hear somebody else's problems and then we want to offer our experience as somehow it's a solution to their problems. The problem is that it's usually not because it's very unique to each individual. Like all of us know if you have ocular melanoma, it can be diagnosed at different stages, it's diagnosed in different places of the eye, and it's treated accordingly. You know, depending on where it's diagnosed. So you might have someone with conjunctival uh, or conjunctival melanoma who their entire eye gets removed, and all the tissue is shown set, shut, like Jessica from um, Australia, because it was starting to spread into, you know, it was it was threatening to spread into other areas of her body. Then you have someone like like me or like anyone else with a choroidal melanoma where their eye is treated. and Maybe they have it treated with radiation or proton beam therapy so like it's okay to ask for ideas to ask for you know ask for those those online forums where you're asking for opinions of what treatment did you choose and why but just recognize you ultimately and your medical team are the ones who decide your medical plan you don't have to do what anyone else says you don't have to follow anyone else's advice based on their experience and you definitely don't have to take unsolicited advice from people who don't actually know what they're talking about whether they just don't know how to actually treat them treat this cancer, or they're just not in your specific situation. So I just want to like give you guys permission to own your treatment plan and to both advocate for yourself with your medical team and also work closely with your medical team and trust that, you know, you guys are going to be able to figure out whatever it is that you need, whether you're experiencing metastatic spread or you're newer to this diagnosis, it really doesn't matter. Like You ultimately are the one in power of what you take in. So I hope this is helpful. And on that light of like allowing space, I wanna to talk to you guys a little bit about what my therapist and I talked about a few weeks ago because I've had I've had like just a lot of stuff happening in my family and it kind of has become to a point that it has kind of started to, just to give you a visual, like it's started to like ooze into my personal bubble so much that I feel like I can't push it away and I can't get space from it. And so she reminded me that, I get to decide who's in my bubble and that I then get to expand that bubble to surround whoever I choose and that I can allow whoever I would like into that protective bubble, right? This like shield of a bubble that I exist in where I get to shut the rest of the world out, be it, you know, the news, the media, family drama, you know, friends, Facebook, you know, social media, like things that I'm seeing, you know, scrolling, those kinds of things, I get to decide what I allow into my bubble and nobody gets to choose that for me. Unless, you know, I go in and I just open my bubble to the entire world and I don't actually hold those boundaries. So she suggested just kind of visualizing this and maybe this will help you, but she suggested that I envision like that I have this protective bubble that's around myself and that it completely covers me and maybe it, you know, creates this safe space for me. And here is where I can recharge. I take time for myself. I exercise I read books um, maybe I take a bath or I do things that are just for me only for me and then I can expand that bubble if I choose and when I choose to include maybe myself and my husband and so this would be like the time that we spend together and to like protect that time and that I keep everything else out including like my kids and my family and my close friends and that I get to keep that bubble just for us in the time that I want it to be just for us. And then she said, you know, then I can expand it again. And I can then expand it to, you know, level three where I have my kids, where I've got my three kids. And maybe they have different bubbles each time. Maybe sometimes I'm only spending time with one of the kids. Really, I get to do whatever I choose with my bubbles because they're my bubbles and I get to expand them. I can then expand this bubble to include my entire immediate family right so my kids and my husband after that i get to decide how many people from maybe my close family or my close friend relationships get to be in on the next layer of bubbles and the important distinction that she made is she said not everyone has to get a spot in the bubble when it expands at the same time so if i have say Like I said, all three of my kids, I don't have to allow all three of the kids to be in the bubble at the same time. Maybe I just let one in and we spend some one on time, one on one time together. And, you know, same with like my parents, my siblings, my extended family, I don't have to just suddenly let all of them in because they're my family. I still get to decide who's a safe place, who's a safe person for me right now, who's somebody that I want to invest my time and energy with right now. Um, and I think that, that that can just be a challenging boundary to hold because I grew up really just with this this feeling that family is important and that means all family is important. But when I'm in the middle of scans, when I'm in the middle of doctor's appointments, when I'm in the middle of just feeling the feelings that come with this diagnosis, I have to be able to say, no, I need to step back from expanding my bubble to include so many and just have it be about me or the people that are closest to me. And that doesn't mean that I don't love these people outside of the bubble. It just means that I'm not gonna let them in right now and that I will then make space for them emotionally later. And that's okay. Like it, it doesn't mean that the relationship somehow has to be different or that it's a bad relationship. Note, you could have toxic relationships that maybe you just never let inside your bubble ever again. That's okay too. But I hope that this, like this visual of making a bubble and choosing who you allow to be in that bubble with you is, you know, helpful and empowering because I feel like it's been helpful for me just to kind of visualize that and to think about that in my interactions with people, whether I'm on the phone or texting them to just say, okay. Do I really want to allow this person in my personal bubble right now? Because every time I expand my personal bubble, it can grow to accommodate the people that I'm including. But if I include them, then like it also, you know, it, it is expanded. I, it's gotten bigger and that means that it's going to allow more in. So I have to decide what that's going to look like at different phases, at different times, and to just be okay with it looking different for different people and at different times of my day, my week, my month, my year, like whatever that looks like for me. I hope this is helpful in just helping you set some boundaries within family relationships, within friendships, online forums, whatever it is that you need it to be. Like just remember that setting boundaries is something that will help you and it can feel hard at first, but it really is helpful for just keeping you mentally and emotionally in a stable place because it really is so important to take care of us inside of our first bubble so that we can then be present for the people around us. And ultimately, I guess for me, I feel like that's, that's one of the most important things is for me to feel like I can be present in the bubble with other people too, because I love those people and I want to be around them and I want to be here with them and for them. So, okay. Well, thank you guys for joining us and I hope that you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining us today on the I Believe podcast, brought to you by Castle Biosciences and produced by Agora Media. Please be sure to subscribe, and if you're so inclined, send this episode over to friends, family, and share on your social media to help spread awareness around OM. If you have a moment, leave us a brief review or consider making a donation to the links in the show notes to keep our podcast going. Feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Acure Insight. We'll see you next time on the I Believe podcast.